and welcome back to Offside Hockey Talk. It's Josh here along with Jen and Jamie. We're going to be talking about the Leafs game last night. It was quite an eventful one. Hopefully James will be joining us shortly. He's just dealing with something. So Jen, I'll turn it right over to you. I want a quick 30-second initial thoughts and then we'll break it down. Um, I mean, it was a good game. I think they were a little slow starting, uh, but they did pick up momentum. Um, after what happened with uh, JT, it kind of hindered the team a little bit, um, but I do think that they will learn from last night's game and kind of do better on Saturday night. Yeah. Jamie, what did you think of last night's game? If you gave me a quick book note summary. Ken, Ken hit the nail on the head for the most part. Uh, first 10 minutes where guys have each team didn't play in a week. They were just kind of getting their legs, trying to get the feel for each other. Um, and then the JT incident happened around the nine and a half mark. And it wasn't really until three minutes left when they got, when we saw a pushback and um, you could see it in the players and Marner mentioned at the end and some of the other players that, you know, that was their captain that went down and it, it affected some of the players. Um, but really at the end of the day, it's going to, it's going to be on the guys to uh, come out in game two and, and really put a huge 60 minutes in, I know they're still thinking. They're going to still think about JT, but they've really got to put um, the foot to the floor and and come up a lot better in game two. Right, and so I mean, we could probably talk about the JT incident for hours, but I think it's fair if we just leave it at this, saying you know uh, the Leafs put out a statement saying he's at home resting, uh, he's being taken care of by team physicians and his family, and he's out for an indefinite amount of time. I'm just seeing some quotes coming out of practice here. Matthews and Marner saying that he sent a note to the team saying he's doing better. So I think it's fair that we just kind of leave it at that. And we hope that he feels better and we see him soon and hope that him and his family are okay. Unless anyone else has anything to say about that. No, I think it's good. It's a, it's a definitely a good sign him being home and uh, out indefinitely doesn't mean out forever. So after what we witnessed, I think we're it's moving towards a good, a better note. Right. Uh, so just moving on from uh, let's let's get right into it. There's a couple things that stick out to me for this game. Um, the power play went over four and you give up a shorthanded goal. I think that's one of the main storylines of this game. So when your power play goes over four against this Habs team and then you give up a shorthanded goal, even though it did look a little bit fluky, but well, you know, that's for us to discuss right now. This power play needs to be better. Correct. And what can we do to make that power play better? Uh, go ahead, Jen. Me? Yeah. I mean, they got to be more connected, sharper passing, more shooting, um, probably communicate better. I, I, pretty much basic for any power play is, is, is be more aggressive, um, control the puck and dominate in your zone. Like, don't let, don't let the other team get in between you or yeah. score. Like, I'm sorry, but that goal, that shorthanded goal was pretty sick. It was like I, I I hate that I hate that it was a half that scored it. James, what did right. you think about the power play last night? And how's it going? Not too bad, guys. Not too bad. Just enjoying a beautiful day in Halifax. But the power play last night—it's simple. I've been saying it all year long, Jen. I said to you many times: this power play needs to shoot. Stop being so cute. Put the puck on the net. You guys got Hyman, <laughs> Simmons, Felino—guys that are used to standing in front of the net and taking abuse. Use them to your advantage. James Van Riemsdyk was so good for Maple Leafs. Why? Because he stood in front of the net, took the abuse, and put the puck in the net. They have guys who can do it. Why don't you use it? Rasmus Sandin last night, 
for all the good that Jamie uh, doesn't like to see, was great. He's firing the puck. He's making the passes. The thing that I see the most for the Leafs, though, is, Jen, you hit it on the head. I'll use a Jamie saying right there. They don't shoot the puck. They're not aggressive enough. And if you're not aggressive enough and the penalty kill is more aggressive towards you, then you're screwed. You're stagnant. It's going to stay stagnant, and you're not going to score. And that's the reason why they're 5 for 75. Okay? That's That's a horrible stat. But that's what they are. 5 for 75. So you got to change something. You've changed the personnel. You've changed the structure. Now you need to change what you're doing, which is shoot the damn puck and hope for a rebound and just put a mucker in there, like mm-hmm. a Simmons, a Hyman, or a Foligno. I think that changes everything up. Yeah, zero, Jamie, what do you think? Zero shots on one power play, zero shots on another power play. I sat there on the couch. I was talking to my, my girlfriend there, This was, and I tweeted it out. Four minutes later, sure enough, Sandine's part of the goal. Sandine's doing this. Like I made a joke at the end. I don't know how many people saw my joke. They shot more pucks into the blue tarp than they did on the power plays. Like three. Jamie, I I'm know just wondering, did you did you see what broke down on that play, or did you only see the fact that Sandine was the only guy hustling back? Yeah, like he he played that correctly. It's a desperation play yeah. when the when the winger gets that step on you on the inside. He's turning on his inside edge. He can't make that play right away. Yeah. Like that's your, that des- whole play that's your desperation guys, reaching. Because Joe Thornton was being too cute along the boards. Yeah. Sorry, Jen, yeah. I got to rain on okay, your boy. Okay, so what I was doing was okay. play broke down. I, I did, I did see Thornton. I did, I did see how it played out. I just, my, my whole point he was, was the guy trying to save Thornton's bacon is what he was trying to do, and he, he played the best he could. But hey, yeah. one in a million things always seem to happen to Maple Leafs, and that goal was one in a million. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that was Crosby-esque to use one of Jen's favorite peeps. That was a Crosby-esque goal against the Leafs. Nine times out of ten, that does not happen. But because Sandine got beat, half a Leafs nation think he's a bum defenseman, and now they've lumped him with Morgan Riley after one game. I thought and by the way, night. guys, Jack Campbell's not way. on the ice today. Uh, it's a rest day. I know, but still, I don't know if you guys seen, I think it was the second period, he went down for that one save, and it looked like he came up, and he wasn't, he was trying to, like, stretch, stretch back. So I'm wondering, man, if he's even 100%. Yeah, he was. I, I saw I saw later in the game he seemed to be nursing something. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell when a player's uh, hurt. I, you can always tell when a player's playing hurt. So I wasn't I was, sorry. I wasn't covering Joe Thornton's ass. I'm just, just stating the obvious. Like it, it just it's that type of thing where I'm kind of looking at Twitter and maybe I shouldn't. And I was kind of upset because I he's 21 years old. Even at the very end of the game, Matthews. And Marner, those guys logged three and a half minutes at the very last of the game. And Sandine was on the PP1. Where, where was Riley? And, and then after you, the two goals in Montreal scored where Sandine was on the ice, not his fault. You're, you're absolutely right. How that whole play played out, he wasn't the main factor of why they scored. But he was at, on the power play one. Maybe next game they change it up because they did. I did see Riley – at the end tail end of the game, when they had a power play with 3.18 left, Riley was on the back end. So it just right now, like we've seen all year, it's, it's a blender. Each guy's going to be put through the blender, and it's just going to be it's going to be what it is. And without Tavares, you've seen Matthews double shifting last night. So it's I'm not solely blaming Sandine. I'm just maybe fired up because of what I saw on Twitter and and 
you know how I am on Twitter. I just kind of say what it is, and maybe it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. But um, you can't knock Sandine. I know he's 21 years old, but for Leaf Nation, now that I'm calmed down a little bit today, Leaf Nation just has to understand, like, let's not make this into another Jake Gardner or Dion Funeroff and throw another D guy under the bus. Um, because the Jake Gardner expressway joke still goes on to this day. Fans have Let's to relax. Not... I mean, like a lot of a lot 100%, of hundred percent. A lot of fans don't understand that this game is is it's all in seconds, inches and seconds. So like a player could be on the ice and um, they could be scored against, scored against, but it's not necessarily their fault. And that the fan base just comes down on them. They're bummed to get rid of them. But you don't know that that the decision making that like. And, and the pressure, the pressure, especially in the postseason. Like, hockey to me has always been more mental than it is physical, and it's a very physical game. But you got to remember, and this is to the fans, like, like kind of like lay back a little bit, enjoy it more, and don't expect so much because you know what? The players already have enough pressure on them as it is. Yeah. So we're talking about Sandine not having the, the greatest game. Let's move on to some more positives. I'm gonna, I'll just call say it right now. I thought William Nylander was the Leafs' best player last night. He was, was he's a line driver. Yeah, fast-paced all game. That outlet pass on his own goal and then the heads up to go to the net to put it in was – I thought it was just a fantastic hockey IQ play. And then just later on in the game, he had a consistent effort, solid puck movement, and hit him in the neutral zone. I don't know why nobody else on the Leafs can do this, but he seems to be able to enter – the opposing zone while keeping the other team at bay. And I don't know why no one else can do it except for him. I thought he was fantastic last night. I don't know about because he's willing to hit the line with speed. Right. A lot of the guys on the Leafs are not willing to take that risk over for a turnover. And can you repeat that? I think it was your first or second point there, Josh, where was William Nylander on that goal? I was in the front of the net where he scores 67% of his goals. I, I thought William Nylander never went there, guys. I mean, yeah, if you listen doesn't. to Leafs Nation on Twitter, he doesn't play anywhere. He's a, a perimeter player, never goes to the net, never drives the net. Nope. Give your guys – give your head a shake, man. The eyes are stuck around here. Watch <laughs> William Nylander and actually watch the play. They yeah. play. The guy, he, he drove the line last night. He did. The only thing people saw was he took – he blew a tire. He goes back into the zone, blows a tire, then shoots the puck over the net, over the glass. You, this is This is – the good thing about this show, you guys break down what happened in the game. People don't look to see that. They say, oh, he shot the puck over the glass. Hall got a penalty over the glass. Oh, Nylander blew a tire. That's all I saw. And this this is the great thing about this gathering. We break it down, and and Jen hit the nail on the head. You've, you've just got to understand the game's played in seconds, and it's fast-paced, and Leaf Nation really has to understand you're absolutely right, Josh. Nylander, even though he blew a tire and got a, a delay of penalty, delay of game penalty, he was the Leaf, one of the Leafs' best players last night. I agree with that. I think those delay of game penalties. I, I think it's, I think it's a really dumb rule because I think all three of them. I can't remember them off the top of my head. All three of them looked accidental. Like they caught a rut in the ice when they were throwing it. There was too much snow mm. on the end of your blade. The, was it the Justin Nylander. Hall one where he high stake? I don't think Nylander did that. How is the Hall one supposed to be a penalty? I thought the spirit of the get that. was shooting I, it over the glass, not deflecting it over the glass. Yeah, that one I didn't understand, but the referees called it, so I, that that is what it is, I guess. But I, Nylander was under a lot of pressure. That's not going to happen again. No, it's definitely not going to happen again. Hey, positive. You're talking about positive, man. Penalty kill. Yeah. Penalty kills beauty. And they took O'Reilly Nash. I don't know if I'm liking that. I don't know if I'm liking that at all. He was good for the penalty kill. I don't, I don't know what, what they want to do personnel-wise, but I was fine with him last night. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, they got him in a he's in a gray uh taxi squad jersey today, so I'm kind of worried too. Maybe he doesn't play uh Saturday, but um, I don't think he is. I'm trying to find the lineup. I just had it. Oh, here we go. Uh so they're going yeah, they're going Hyman, Matthews, Marner, Galch, Felino at center, Nylander, Engvall, Kervut, Mikheyev, Thornton, Spezza, Simmons, and then on D, Riley, Brody, Muzzin, Hall, Sandine, Bogosian, and then uh, I guess Campbell. I haven't seen anything on him yet. So what do we think of Felino at center? Hey, I don't mind Felino at center. Uh, not at all. How long do you guys think that last line stays together, the fourth line? Uh, I think you need to spring. I don't see, think you need to say anybody. I'm not saying sit them. I'm saying you need to sprinkle those guys throughout the lineup, Great. not have them all together. Add a couple guys of speed. The reason why I say that is I put it out on Twitter. If you want a second line, that's going to be good. Here's your face off guy. And a guy can still dish Jason Spezza. Here's a guy who goes and works for the puck and go gets it every single time. Zach Hyman. And here's your finisher on that line. William Nylander. The other two guys, Thornton and Simmons, Put them with an Ingvall or a Brooks or whoever you want to put on that line. Bring somebody along. They need a little bit of speed on that line. That's just my thoughts. Yeah. yeah I, uh, Felino at center has me interested. I know he's played center before and he's an experienced NHLer. And I just, it's game five from last year still haunting me where they just randomly moved Nylander to center. So I'm glad they didn't do that again. Um, but I kind of wanted to see it too. Like I, I, I would kind of want to see everything with this team. They got so much talent. I want to see what would happen. I saw a couple of people suggesting to move Marner to center. I just think that's idiotic. He's never played an NHL game center. And then, oh, that's just do it now. Um, but yeah, these lineup changes are interesting. I think it does actually give the Leafs a little bit more of an offensive boost too, with adding Galchenyuk. Um, I was if they added Engvall, that third line's role would have stayed similar. But now adding Galchenyuk, he's gonna start on the second line. I think he drops down and maybe Kerfoot comes up. We'll see what happens there. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blender all game, and those lines will stay together for a total of you know ten minutes before he switches it up like he always does. Yeah, like I said, I don't mind uh, I don't mind seeing Felino there. I think that you'll see Spetsa move up or Engvall maybe Kerfoot, but um, they definitely want that defensive minded line. So, you know, I don't see that getting broken up too, too much. Maybe you cycle Hyman through where he's a line driver and done it part of this season on that third line and move up a guy, uh, give them a reward on the first line just to drop Hyman down to drive the line a bit better. Who knows? But I mean, the fun part about this is guys, this is why we were talking on Monday with so many people about the fact that Toronto Maple Leafs actually have depth. They can go to different guys try different guys, feel different things out. And losing John Tavares, yes, it sucks. It's horrible. Hope he's okay. But we have options. Before, we didn't have these kind of options. Now we have options to cycle through and make something work. So, and now I said it to you guys in the chat before we started, this team has something to play for. The hashtag is already trending. You know, win it for JT. So, I mean, everybody's loving that. The players will get around that. The players probably got a huge relief boost this morning, yeah. knowing that A, he's home, B, he's with his family, and C, he's on the right track. So that, for the players, is probably off their minds. You look at those over-the-glass penalties last night, that's a team that's rattled. That's a team that's rattled by losing their captain. They're not settled in. The line continuity is not the same because you're trying to mix and match where Tavares would be and then compensate for the line that you just took somebody off of all night long. So now you'll have continuity on Saturday night, throw your lineup with a full complement of forwards, and we're not talking about the fact 
that Montreal lost a player too in Evans. He's yeah. not going to be playing on Saturday night. And Brendan Gallagher does not look to be 100%. I didn't, I didn't think he played last night. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I, yeah, I didn't notice him much, guys. And in the third period, really kind of went quiet except for the power play. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Jen, I'll turn this one over to you. I think he should be in the lineup because I don't think taking him out after losing your captain is the best decision. But Joe Thornton, where do you stand on him and his game? Oh, boy. How much time do I have? Um, I think the thing with Joe Thornton is uh, his experience in the just period, like in in, in the playoffs and regular season, in the locker rooms, um, all kinds of different people he's worked with. Joe is someone... Um, like they brought in Marlowe, what was it last year, two years ago, um, to be like, kind of like that father figure, that, um, older presence. And, um, I always thought Joe was more better suited for that job. And the thing with Joe too, is he can still play. Like he's still to me, one of the best passers of all time. Um, I think his best use is, I mean, like I said, last night in the last two minutes, when we had an empty net I was screaming at the tv to put Joe in because I've seen him so many times come through when he's really needed like he's special like that you might not see much of him throughout the game more of his 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 um what's the word he's more known or better for what he does in the locker room and bringing the you know like like his leadership yeah yeah his leadership and like riling up the boys and I mean I don't want to go there again but I will when JT was on the ice who was by his side right away and stayed with him right so these two players are and and Joe specifically are very important and I think um, Joe doesn't care how much time he plays he doesn't he'll play his best when he's on the ice but scratching him I mean I wouldn't do it if I were coaching the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, yeah. I just think that his value is, is, is definitely needed, but I mean, if he falters, then, you know, you got to go with the better players. You want a longer run. And I'm sure. I think Thornton needs to, to do what he was doing against Winnipeg. Jen is bring a little bit of that old man grumpy energy that he had against dealers. I think the just problem for- last night, sorry to cut you off, but the problem with last night was the Leafs played a regular season game. It didn't really fit into that playoff hockey that, you know, we're, we're watching in other teams, you know, mm-hmm. like game one of the, the Florida squared series, it was playoff hockey right away. Game two of the Penn's Isle series playoff hockey. The Leafs kind of played a very basic game. Whereas if they increased their physicality, their speed and their aggression, it would have been a more playoff feel. But then again, um, it was game one. So you can't expect too much. Yeah, it's, I don't think – I think if uh, Tavares doesn't get hurt last night and they still lose 2-1, it's a consideration for him to come out. But, with you know, you lose one of your, your main leader. He has the C on his jersey for a reason. And then you also take out one of the most beloved characters in the dressing room. Like We've all heard these guys talk very highly of Thornton. We saw that video where they were thanking Marlowe for his uh, – or congratulating – not thanking him, congratulating him on his uh, – you know, breaking Gordy Howe's record, and then we just see Jumbo in the back. Like, it's that type of energy he's bringing to the locker room that I believe is going to help this team win this series in still in five. Like, the Habs are going to lose four in a row here. I can totally see that happening. Um, Jamie, you've been pretty quiet. What do you think about this? I'm trying to think of another word because James just said, oh, Jamie's famous words are hit the nail on the head. Um, I can't say it better than Jen, though. She... As far as the Thornton um, question, I'm I'm absolutely on board with that 
Um, Spetzer was at, I believe Spetzer was on that line near the tail end, um, the last three minutes for face-off purposes. You have Matthews and, and Spetzer. When Matthews gets kicked out, you have Spetzer. They, it's either one side of the ace or the other. You have certain guys taking the face-off, depends on their shot. Um, maybe Keith didn't re couldn't rely on Thornton at the time for uh, a huge face-off win. Um, we look back in the old days where we had Yannick Pro, we, we had specialty guys, even though they were slow and they were bums, they were specialty guys on that face-off. So I'm, o I'm okay with that, but, you know, the backlash on Twitter and, and, and Jen hit the nail on the head, I, I can't say it any better, but, um, <laughs> you know, there's, all, there's so many other different th factors that, um, that happened in that game. You can't solely blame it on Thornton. Um, and you can't solely blame it on uh, Rasmus Sandin. You know, it. I, I'm and I'm not saying once Thor or sorry JT went down. Uh, Eleven minutes into the first period, that everything just pressured. That over the glass penalty, he was pressured. Hall didn't shoot the puck over the glass on purpose. It hit his stick. He probably just tried to stop the puck and it went over. Like they just like James said, like. I don't want to solely blame the loss on JT going down. Um, and Jen said it well, too, where right off the bat, that Tampa Bay-Florida game one was like a bloodbath. It was like I was watching Gladiator or, or Braveheart right at the beginning. And there was nothing like that. And I said to Rosalind, I said, like, this is – like, what's going on? Is it because they didn't play in a week? Is, are they just trying to get their legs going? And my worst nightmare came true last night when I said to you guys Monday that I was not – wanting to see vintage carry price and we saw I, I, I don't, price. Not, but the funny but thing Campbell is was better every last report, night. Campbell had the better stats last night like he, he was up, and I, I like that argument I, I like that argument both shots hit, hit carry right in the chest yeah you didn't have to work that hard what did hey, you think like, like how many did he fit last night A what million. six or seven there posts was, come on there was, there, was, there was one play there was one time on the ice there was two Montreal Canadians with two broken sticks and they hit the, and the only shot they got was a crossbar. And that doesn't even count as a shot. It, it may count as a scoring opportunity, but there was, there wasn't, you guys need to score. You had two Canadians with no sticks. And then at the end with like three minutes left, you, you just like, there was no, I, I really hope, like, I, I understand. I said the carry vintage carry price, I, I didn't want to see it happen. And, but what, my last thought is every, every time Carey Price stopped the puck last night, they talked about the Pittsburgh series last year where he stopped 92 of 96 shots. And yes, here we go, vintage Carey Price. But then Jen comes back and says, yeah, Pittsburgh really didn't give them all what – didn't give uh, Montreal um, 100%. Now I, I can't relive that game. I don't remember that game. Jen can can really say it best. But Carey Price did play well. But you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Josh. Campbell took majority of the better shots. Took 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 shots that were that and yes, Carey Price made two or three saves that he shouldn't have. Same as Campbell. Campbell did play well. He battled harder, I believe, than than Carey Price. But so many other factors goes into that that loss, and it was something we were dreading all week. 
Um, my last thought is let's just hope game two, they come out blazing and it's a different team than what we just saw last night. And Montreal doesn't know what's coming at, won't even know what to, how to deal with, with what's coming at them. Um, Jen, you said something pretty interesting a minute ago about this being, uh, you know, Montreal and Jamie talk about Vinci's carry price. Here we go. That was Montreal's best effort. Yeah. You heard it from every analyst across the board. That was the most complete game Montreal played. And we're sitting here talking about Toronto playing like it was a regular season game. So if Toronto turns it on to where they can turn it on, I'm not too worried. Like Josh said, I don't think four in a row. I think this thing is going six now. I didn't expect them to lose game one. I know. I'm just being an ass. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) Trust me. I love it just as much to see a four in a row. But I'm just saying, I think they go six. I think the Leafs still win it. But if that's Montreal's best, then they have to replicate that for another three games to win this series. And I don't think watching them all season long and following them, because that's all we did with the Canadian division, I don't think they can replicate that night in and night out. I do not think they can do it. And here's another thing. All this talk about the hits. Yeah, hits are great. But it not only wears down the team you're hitting, but it wears down the guy doing the hitting. When I say increase the physicality, I don't necessarily mean in hitting, but using no. the, the strong bodies to kind of like muscle around players and oh, get around. I know, I know what you're saying. I'm just not saying necessarily, I'm just you know, off the general of what everybody's going on about. Yeah, Montreal led the league in hits this year, and they were the last team to qualify for the playoffs, and they almost got beat out by Calgary. So that's where that gets you if you can't put the. And that. here's the thing: if we were a regular seeding, Montreal would have been 19th, not even in the playoffs. So, yeah. so, so the I, Leafs I have, really should have gotten a bye. Is what the conclusion I'm coming to. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of are. I have, I have one question for the group, and it was mentioned last night. Whoever saw the Winnipeg Oilers game the night before, yeah, did the Montreal Canadiens play the same game the Jets did? And it, and if and if so, can the Jets play the same game for four more, three more wins against the Oilers? And so you're saying, um, are you saying James that Montreal Montreal doesn't have it in them to play the same game they played last night? No, um, to get three more wins. Okay, so that. So, when you have okay. every analyst, Jamie, coming out and saying that was the best game the Montreal Canadiens have played all season long, the most yeah. complete game they've played, that's saying something. Winnipeg has done what they've done to Edmonton before. Yeah, Winnipeg so, only has to shut down two players, not a whole team. Yeah, there's there's more coming at you with Toronto. I mean, it's the truth. But a lot of the a lot of the reporters a lot of the reporters did say last night and throughout the week, in order for Montreal to win, they needed to play the game they played last night, and then. Vintage Carey Price needs to play like he did last night. He's not, and I, I'm going to agree, James. I, we're not going to see the same game from the Montreal Canadiens moving forward. So that's, let's just hope Saturday they come up blazing, and and that's that's all I got to say. And, and um, you know, what you whatever you want to think of Mike Babcock, I I agree. And you said this, James. We have so much depth. We we just have to find guys that can, you know, nobody's gonna fill in JT's shoes, hundred percent. But we've got so much depth, and this is the time to use it. Like we we didn't have this depth last year. So why are we talk? Sorry, why are we talking about Mike Babcock? No, just just the thought he mentioned that I agree with, and that was the same. Wait, thought Mike Babcock's it. an analyst. 
Yeah, he is. Uh, Mike, he's uh, he was on NBC last night. He, oh uh, my sorry, god, uh, that's brutal. Sorry. So, so yeah, <laughs> I'm just. I know most people don't agree with Mike Babcock, but he mentioned something last night, and then I James mentioned Babcock. like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna stop talking. And just at the end of the day, it comes down like, to who wants it more. We might yeah. see the same Montreal team. We might not. Yeah. We might see a worse yeah. Leaf team. We might see a better Leaf team. At the end of the day, who wants it more? Who stays yeah. connected? Who like maintains their energy, increases momentum, and you know, sinks more pucks? Toronto, 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 Toronto. Everything I mean, they are the better team on paper. They are the better team on paper. So, yeah. and they were the better team five on five last night too. Listen, here's the other thing too with the Maple Leafs. Okay, you roll into this series going seven two and one against this team, and like Jen said, you weren't ready for the actual intensity increase because you look at last night and i said this to a guy today i was talking to about the series who's a diehard house fan he couldn't believe the amount of penalties that weren't called all the clutching grabbing guys getting thrown to the ice all that different stuff the leafs are used to that being called same with the habs but i think the habs know how to do and deal with it a bit better than the leafs do i think we see a better effort across the board in game two that's just my opinion and i'll stick damn well to it yeah all right james why don't you sign us off we done already? Jeez, I just got here. If you want, I don't know. People seem to be repeating their points unless anyone has a new point. <laughs> well, here's my uh, the last thing that I want to get off my chest. You look at the goaltending situation. I want to ask you guys, if Jack Campbell comes in again Saturday night, has the same kind of performance, the Leafs lose by one goal per se, do you switch it to Freddie Anderson or do you keep it at Jack Campbell? That's Josh, I'll hit you off. I think you've got to ride Campbell till he loses. Oh, right? Yeah, like, I didn't have an issue with his game last night. On my list of concerns, he doesn't even crack the top 80. Like, Campbell. No, you got to ride him out. You got to yeah, go. Out. If you get it's that pressure. type of performance it's from pressure. your goalie, you know, you need, you need goal support, too. Like, if no, don't all, yeah, right, the longest yeah. best, uh, indicator of that when they went to the cup final. Yeah, Everybody I mean, played Mungo, but if you don't score a goal and the other team scores one, there's a problem. I'm just asking because, you know, already everybody says, well, what would Freddie bring to us? What injection in the arm? Because people think that if you put a player in the lineup, that it just brings something. But I don't think he's ready yet myself. And I think Campbell, yes, you should ride him until he outright gets beat. So if yeah. you lose by four or five goals, then maybe you flip it over to somebody else. But I'm looking forward to Saturday night. I want to hear you guys before we sign off. Josh, least win or lose. Oh, they'll win. It'll be a big win, too, I think. You got this momentum coming out. Um, well, not momentum, but kind of a drive to win it for uh, win it for your captain. I think the veterans are going to step up uh, either both on the ice and definitely in the locker room, I hope. That's the reason you brought them in. Matthews looked shaken up last night, and I think he's going to take that emotion and use it to just be an absolute beast out there. I'm just reading quotes from the practice. He says he's got to be more physical, so... I don't know. Maybe he grabs Corey Prairie and gives him a piece of his mind. That'd be something to see. But uh, I, I just think this team's going to keep rolling. It's that, that team we saw last night, they were shaken up for an event where we watched a, a guy get drilled in the head and then he couldn't get up. And it was scary. Like, I, I didn't like watching it. You saw Dubas running down. He didn't like it. You could tell everybody was shaken up. I think that actually played a huge role in the outcome of the game. And we're breaking yep. down a game that at the end of the day, you know, Corey Perry's not there or Tavares doesn't fall over or Perry's a second later doesn't happen. And the Leafs could win that five one. We don't know. Uh, so you're breaking down a game that I think at the end of the day, everyone's overreacting to. 
No, definitely. Well, Jamie, what do you think? Saturday night, Leafs, win or lose? Oh, we're, we're, we're definitely winning. We're, we're, you know, that's, that's no question. Uh, just now, no matter how they respond, um, the biggest thing is JT's responsive and communicating, which is a relief on the Leafs' backs. And um, they went into practice today knowing what they got to do Saturday, and um, they focused on that. So uh, I'm confident we're going to see a huge uh, bounce back and uh, can't really give you a score, but uh, it's definitely going to be a, a tied series going back to Montreal. Campbell was a maintenance day. It was just confirmed. Perfect. Jen. Five-two leaves. Five-two. Yeah, baby. You know what? I will uh, will stamp that. I'll say five-two as well. I'll put it in the video. We'll make it happen. But ladies and gentlemen, don't panic. It's one game. The rest of the series is still to be played. Josh says in five. I say in six. Everybody thinks they're going to win. You know what this is. This is Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk.